How is your phone hurting your marriage? And is your phone hurting your marriage? Yes. <laughs> is that as far as you thought? <laughs> Maybe. So no. today we are going to tackle those questions, and it's actually based on a book we've been reading together. Yep. And uh, so we're actually just going to begin, I think, to unpack this mm-hmm. conversation because mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty nuanced conversation. It's in, it's incredibly important for today. Yes. And today, meaning our day and age. And uh, we're also going to answer some questions. Right. And I was going to say, if 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 you're if you're shying away from this. You can't be really because you've already selected the podcast. You saw the t- you yeah. saw the, the title, so you've you got to be so on board. So clearly, technology and you phones gotta are, be on board. Clearly, those things are valuable. Yes, but I think what we need to do is talk about how they can start to detract from the health of our lives. Yeah, and our, namely our spiritual our lives, marriage. therefore our marriage. Yeah. And so yeah, we're going to talk about that. We also got a question about um, couples dealing with porn addiction, how to get through that and yep. overcome it, and yep. how wife as a wife, uh, how did you uh, kind of deal with that when we dealt with it years and years ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, we'll we'll deal. We'll, we'll talk through all that stuff and uh, and yeah, so we'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. funny when you say on the other side it's cute but i know what you mean it's on the other side of the music and the intro yeah is that it's just funny. is it not cool to say that no you say it a lot though. okay well that's my thing. <laughs> it's your thing i have like you have habits. like five things yeah i do because you always want i think to i secretly wanted to be a radio host when i was a kid <laughs> remember we were friends with uh, the dj out here in seattle yes well, I, did you I, always secretly want to I be secretly like admired him? his his ability to be on the radio? I know he's yeah. he was really good. So anyway, here we are. We're back <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> We've arrived here. Of the intro music, <laughs> we didn't actually like go anywhere. <laughs> in case anybody's wondering, <laughs> uh, feeling goofy today. Yes, apparently. So no. before we get going, okay, uh, I want to take a quick moment and say thank you to all you listeners mm-hmm. who are tuning in and the people who were rating and reviewing this. It's extremely encouraging to us, yes. and we've um, and, and I think it also helps other people find it. Uh, secondly, if you found this helpful. We want to give you a tangible way to partner with us. Yeah. And the way we're doing that is through Patreon. And what this does is allows us to keep the program. That's kind of an old school term. <laughs> it like allows it. us to keep the Fierce Marriage podcast ad free, <laughs> relatively ad free, uh, because frankly, we just don't have the time to well, vet. Except for my special sauce. <laughs> except for Selena's special <laughs> sauce. <laughs> Salty and sweet. Oh, what a treat. <laughs> Anyway, Friends, uh, I don't make special sauce. <laughs> so Patreon, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's a website that allows creators like us to connect directly with uh, the people who enjoy what we create, meaning blog posts and, and podcasts and mm-hmm. things. It starts at $2 a month and it goes on up and you get all kinds of fun stuff for, for being a part of that community. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole goal with that is to go deeper with a small group of people that really want to partner with us. Right. And I really like yeah. how you say, you know, it's not just, it's not like trying to build a platform more. It's really just trying to be missional together. Yes. And not. Well, so far the, the relationships are very transactional. Right. Right. And now we're trying to be more missional and now right. we're actually building real relationships yeah. with these people that have like, they're like-minded in terms of the marriage and the gospel. So anyway, uh, that's the second one. The third thing before we get going is if you hear, if anything you hear today prompts a question, please ask. We would love to hear your questions. We do answer those. We'll answer a few questions later on in this episode. Just go to fierce marriage.com slash podcast mm-hmm. to 
type in your question there, or you can call or text us at our phone number, 971-333-1120. If you're in your car, that's 971-333-1120. Don't type it right now because you're supposed to be driving. <laughs> well, yep, yep, and we can talk about And we'll about talk that about that today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, but with all that said, that's all kind of the upfront business stuff. Okay, so what's our heart check? Heart uh, check. Well, it kind of goes along with what we're talking about today. Okay, so what book is in your hand? So it's the same book that's in your hand. Yes. Um, which is kind of interesting because we do, we do tend to kind of read some of the same books, but we don't really read them at the same time, kind of side by side. And mm-hmm. I... Um, well, I guess I could start with what voice is in your ear. Um, I was listening, of course, to Journey Woman because Journey Women. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Women, plural. I know. I'm sorry, Hunter. Journey Women. <laughs> Hunter Burris. Is that her name? Bellis. Bellis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. Almost like bless. Oh, wow. Some extra ear Maybe she, she's lo- super holy. Hunter, if you're listening to this. <laughs> Let's uh, let's do a podcast thing. Let's I do know, an interview. I really do want to interview her. She's a great interviewer. She's very we should, good. We could take a few uh, tricks out of her playbook. <laughs> we could. So absolutely, we could. Um, so I was listening to this podcast, and she had interviewed uh, the author of this book that we're talking about, Tony Ranke, um, who is a journalist, and he serves as a senior writer for DesiringGod.org. That's um, it. Yeah, that's John Piper's mm-hmm. kind of website right and he also hosts a podcast yep uh ask pastor john which is kind of interesting ask you know, pastor it's actually john really funny. his name is tony well if you look at like the podcast charts which i do that people normal people probably don't do that <laughs> <laughs> but like if you're looking if you're browsing for like right, a new christian right. podcast to listen right. to it's very often that we're right next to desiring god or sorry the ask uh pastor john podcast oh, that's awesome yeah. yeah. So I was listening to uh, Journey Women and she was interviewing Tony and they were talking about, you know, his book. And I, it was probably, it's probably by far one of the best episodes I've ever listened to. Um, yeah, it was as really far helpful. As, like instructional, scripturally rooted, and and had the priorities com- were straight in terms yes. of like how do we get through this to the other side, and which I love the other side, of what- course. <laughs> <laughs> the well, other and- side in terms of understanding it gospel wise and clearly identifying the issues that we face today as you know we're kind of on the tail end of millennials but what this next you know generation was it x and also like millennials and what our kids were will be facing and how we are you know preparing them uh to interact with technology and how to use it wow in a gospel center way yeah so that was good wow (laughs) wow so the book that's in our hand is called 12 ways your phone is changing you by tony ranke so what we're going to do today and we won't get in much more into that right now i cut okay. you off but the reason I'm, i did that is because we're going to talk about this book at length today yeah and we're going to talk about what it kind of introduces so what's stir- what is stirring in what it's stirring in our hearts yes which is the third question of our heart check so so maybe we'll just skip questions skip the one heart and, check. maybe one we should have done the highs and lows oh, should have done the highs and lows and you already did your voice i did so done yeah, done. But you listened to that podcast too, which was really great. Yeah, I really you appreciate know you our, doing that. Well, our hearts are just in check <laughs> this week. <laughs> Is that... <laughs> You're funny. They're together. Two hearts as one. Two hearts as one. Two so we one. did all the same things this week. Yeah. Uh, and it's been fun. It's been really fun. Like last night we it's were... It's been fun. <laughs> it's been great, everyone. <laughs> so <laughs> we... Last night It has we were... been fun. <laughs> it has been fun. <laughs> Totally. Love like you, Michael, Long Tim. Michael Scott over here. <laughs> who's, who's Long Tim? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> you're like dying. He's <laughs> thinking the phrase after that. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Just say it. No. <laughs> Just say it. No. 
listeners. Nope. You can say it in your car. So, no. We started... <laughs> anyway, we, go ahead. Uh, we were on the deck last <laughs> night talking about this, and we were having a great time because we're talking about all this stuff that we're reading and listening to go together. Ahead. It's great. <laughs> no, it really is. It really... <laughs> I encourage anybody to pick up some books and read them together. Yeah. Um, Starting so, with the 31-Day Pursuit <laughs> Chat. Just yes. kidding. But you should. It's a good book. It's a good book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those authors, man, they need to put some rest days on those. Okay. So why did we start reading this book? That's, we, that's well, question. yeah, because we've, well, that's one of the big things, you know, we struggle with, we're, we're, we're talking about phones. Let me back up specifically. We're talking yep. specifically about phones. So yes, there's a lot of screens in our lives. I think we can assume that as far as computers, TVs, but really all of this sort of happened. We feel like at the change of, you know, yeah, computers, but phones when, when mm-hmm. you literally could like touch your music, right? Like you could, yeah. there was just this huge connection that happened when smartphones came out. And, and- T- to be honest, sorry, mm-hmm. it, this is about 10 years ago Right, was when the first iPhone came right. out. Right, And I know there's a lot of kind of, you know, chatter around that. Right, right. And so it's a little bit more on the top of our minds for right. that reason as well. Well, and plus, you know, you're probably listening to this podcast and how did you find out about it? Or how did you find out about Fierce Marriage? Probably maybe through a Facebook post, through right. a friend sharing something. And it was probably on your phone that you saw that, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're not here to like say, Oh, phones are bad or anything like that because there's definitely it. We view it as a tool and we feel like God through this book has been showing us how much of a tool it can be, but also like the power that I don't want to say that it can have, but just the other side of it. Well, we've really been, I've been, honestly, you've heard me vocalize this a lot, but I've been struggling with this, this phone life balance, right? right? Because when, when we started fierce marriage, five years ago, uh, one of the things that really like put me over the edge was I asked myself if the apostle Paul were alive today, what would he do with the internet? Right. How would he use it to, to do what he did in the epistles and Mm -hmm. and, in acts and how, how, how can we use it as a tool? Just like Paul used pen and paper Mm -hmm. as a tool. Mm -hmm. And so that was very convicting in a good way. I saw this as an amazing opportunity to reach more people with yeah. the with the gospel in, in ways that they may not have been reached otherwise. Right. But what has, what has happened is, as so uh, we were talking this morning, right. uh, I have literally posted to Facebook three to five times a day for the last five and a half years. Like, or scheduled those posts. Almost yeah. without fail. Yeah. Yeah. And it's become like second nature. And because it's there's such a convoluted like join, but, but for me between Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all those being mm-hmm. part of our livelihood, mm-hmm. part of our ministry, yeah. and also like very personal too. Right. And that you have friends there and right. there's a personal account, but it's tied to these page accounts. Right. And, and so I'm really struggling to find that balance in a way that, that I, I'm not just, <clears throat> I'm so tempted just to be like, done with everything right. right and i just want to get rid of my phone i always talk every week i'm like i'm gonna get a dumb phone i'm gonna buy it which is funny because in in hunter's podcast the journey woman she's talking to tony and tony's like there's people that don't have dumb phones that probably should have dumb phones but then there's people that get dumb phones that shouldn't have dumb phones you know like yeah, they, that's interesting they really talk about why what's the motivation behind that and why you know, again, it goes back to your your perspective and your heart orientation mm-hmm. um, towards Christ. You so know, here, and I want to I want to interject <laughs> one more thing because uh, and I think this paints a picture because yes. okay, so you get on Instagram or uh, like Pinterest or any any of these like really visually driven sites, and yeah. you see, especially if you have young kids, mm-hmm. 
uh, and you're, when you're in the mom world or the parent world, you see people going on these amazing adventures. Mm-hmm. You see like people living on these farms with, with like, they've got all the shiplap. That's what I see. <laughs> they've got the, mm-hmm. it's like super bright lighting all the time yes. and everything's super clean. And it looks like it looks, what's that restaurant or sorry, what's that? Not restaurant, but, uh, that store that women always like you love. What's the one that anthropology? Like, yeah, anthropology. Everything looks like anthropology all the time, <laughs> and and so there's this temptation, and I see that, and I'm like, oh man, it'd be just so amazing just to live a simple life. Yeah. I feel like I'm always connected. Right. I want to just move out into the country and raise a few cows, a few pigs, a few horses, and some chickens, <laughs> and like be subsistence farmers and all this stuff. And then I'm just I'm reminded that is not how we are called to live. Right. Like we can't just like run away right. from the city that we live in and the community that God right. has called us to. And so I feel like this technology well, conversation happens in parallel with that. Right. And there's two things that happen when you do that. You get, um, you become, I feel like ungrateful and a little maybe bitter towards what God has given you. And mm. then you start yourself, your exalting self and your self desires. So when that happens, then you're, you're heading down this whole nother path, right? Of just, I want to do what I want to do for these right. reasons. And God's like, no, I want you to do this. Yeah. Maybe it's harder. Maybe it's not like as joyful or as happy or as great as you want it to be. But I'm calling you to this because I have a purpose. I want to sanctify you. I want to work through and in you. And The joy is greatest right, in him. Right, right. Yeah. And so it's not always the path of least resistance. So but, what do you mean selfishness? You said that makes we get into like a selfish kind of motivation and that we are well, just like specifically. So like if, if you say, I'm going to get rid of my phone and I'm going to move out into the country so that we can, so I yeah. can live the way I want to live without right. regard for, for the community that maybe you've and, been rooted in or right. for, you know, I always think about our kids and I'm, there's nothing wrong with living out in the country. I grew up on a farm in the summers and it was great. Some of my best memories. Um, but for, for us right now, we know that, and, and those kind of desires play in my heart. Okay. You know, like I'll take a drive on one of my favorite roads around here and I'll just be like, Oh, like this is just so refreshing for my heart. Um, but God, it's not, he's not like sitting here like, oh, I have this farmland sort of promised for you later. I don't feel like it's any sort of carrot that is dangled out there by mm-hmm. him. I just feel like, wow, this is so beautiful and great. And if that was the road that we were supposed to take, then I would be all for it. But if it's not, which I don't feel like it is right now, I just love sitting here and admiring it and enjoying right. it from the from the view I right. don't know, the bleachers so, <laughs> I well so that, that to bring that background of the phone conversation in that we are we are called to walk in this mm-hmm. like murky yeah area yeah and that like technology yes it can run rampant it can ruin things right. it can make it can take all our attention all of our focus distract us to no right. end right truly to no end truly and or you know we can cut it off and just live like like the amish <laughs> And right. There's these kind of two extremes. But what we're saying is God there's is, a middle yes, road that yep. we are called to. Yep. And it's and I think so the verse that comes to mind um, and I know Tony Rinke uh, does talk about this in his book is the one from First Corinthians 10, 23 through 26. I just want to read it real fast um, to root ourselves in scripture. Uh, but this does kind of give us a framework for how yeah. we are to think about things like this that are kind of gray. Mm-hmm. It's a gray area. It's not mm-hmm. black or white. It's gray. Yeah. And so he, Paul, Paul is writing this to the Corinthians. He says, not, he says, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. Mm, that's what we were just talking about. Mm. Eat whatever is sold in the meat market without raising any question on the ground of conscience for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Mm. 
so much in that. Oh man, there's a ton in there. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think just to pull a few things out of there, the, one of the phrases that really hits me and it coincides with what Tony was writing in his book mm-hmm. is that the, it says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Mm. So he, Tony spent some time d- defining what technology is. So yeah. we, we opened this conversation talking about phones, but really I think it's phones slash technology. Right. And phones just happen to be the latest like revolution, right. the, the smartphone and all the internet and technologies. Right. right. Um, but if you think about technology like this, it's really helpful. Technology is just the reordering of matter for the good of man. Mm-hmm. Right. So he kind of lays that out. Yeah. And he lays that out in this, in the first chapter. We're only through, I'm only through the first chapter. Right. You're starting right. the first chapter. So it's like, it's so It's packed. already just blowing our minds. <laughs> yeah. He's done so much research. He explains it so clearly. He's got John Piper as his forward <laughs> and like, yeah, so it's we're going to spend amazing. more time on this in another really, episode. Yes, I'm sorry, I just get we're going to bring it full circle. I think today we're just awe. trying to open Pandora's box, right, <laughs> and get you thinking about this and get us thinking about it, and this way, in that well, way, we'll also, be thinking like, about it together. Put some stakes in the ground of like technology is not bad, right? It it is it's a tool, like it can be used for great things. Yeah, you know, well, like and, like what I said uh, yes. about it's it's a reordering of matter for yep. the good of man. Yeah. So in Genesis uh, 2, I think he said, you know, go forth, fill the earth and subdue it. He said that to man and woman. Mm-hmm. And and so, like, what does it mean to subdue the earth and, and to put your hand to labor? Well, immediately they, uh, you know, the, Genesis 3 happened, the fall happened, they were kicked out of the garden. Uh, they go out into, they have to then create their own crops and, and cultivate the land. And there's, you know, all this result of sin. Mm-hmm. And so what they were doing, they were employing technology immediately, whether it's technology of you know, thought of mind right. or technology of tools. Right. And they're reordering the land to, to plant crops and to grow Harvest, crops. You yeah. know, when you, when you, like when you plant a seed and water it, you're basically using the nutrients in that soil to reorder the atoms mm-hmm. of that seed to create mm. a harvest. Right. So if we think of technology like that, you can think of it with, with a biblical perspective all the way right. through to where we are today. Right. Even us as authors is that we are, we, we are reordering words on a computer, which is essentially bits and bytes, which are tiny little mm-hmm. charges on a on a hard drive, mm-hmm. into meaningful information. We send that to our publisher. They yeah. reorder wood pulp and glue <laughs> yeah. and everything to create a book. Yep. And then that book is then reordered and that it's shipped to you so mm-hmm. that you can... We've reordered that matter for the good of man, right? Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of stewardship stuff there. But if we think of technology in that sense, and that comes from this idea that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He has created it. We're not surprising him with these tech. He's not up in heaven saying, oh, no, the smartphone's here. What do I do? <laughs> it's stealing my, my – it's stealing their hearts. What am I going to do? <laughs> right. Like he, he – it's foolishness to him. Right, right. Right. And so the question becomes how do we honor him with it? Right. 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 I agree. No, it's, it's so good. And I think that's good, again, helping the perspective of technology is not bad. Like it is within, you know, you always talk about the grace that we can experience, mm-hmm. right? And so what do you call that? What's that word? Common grace. Common grace. Yeah. And so things like this are not, it's not a good or bad. And again, I think you have to kind of check your own heart, right? You have to really lay it before the Lord mm-hmm. and be open-handed about it and the question like I always ask myself is how is it how is it affecting my heart? What is what desires is it feeding? And he even goes into that, just mm. briefly touches on it in the podcast too, is you know, we really are worshiping like ourselves and our desires when we are on there looking for affirmation, checking those 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 likes, you know, how many ticks are we getting and yeah. it's powerful to I, I mean when I looked when he when I was hearing him say these things 
the weight of it was like so convicting in such a good way in a good way yes yeah. and but then there was also this part of me was like it's fine it's fine like you're not doing right like it's so easy to just <laughs> so justify it my reaction is like i'm gonna get my phone i'm I'm gonna give it a, to a homeless guy see this is where we're different this i'm gonna is... smash it with a hammer so that's no but that's what i'm saying is like i feel like the enemy has just like yeah. not the enemy but our culture just everything that is not jesus is kind of training and conditioning us to be like it's okay like you were just on it for like 30 minutes or you were just doing this and justifying it in our minds when really like God's word is calling us out of that. He's mm -hmm. calling us to bigger and better things that maybe aren't as fast, maybe aren't as like instantaneous. Yeah. Um, but yeah. even, I mean, he roots that in scripture too, of how like the approval of man, that whole verse. And how many yeah. times are we posting on social media trying to get approval? And maybe that's not always your heart. Like for me, I really yeah. want to keep track of there's one part where things that are happening in our lives to see them on the next. It's kind of like an, uh, a photo album, like, for, you know, an online yeah. photo album for myself, which I, maybe yeah. I don't need to do that on Facebook. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I know that whole... your motivations are decent there, <laughs> right. but he does talk about Descartes, right? Yeah. Who, who is he, the, the philosopher mm -hmm. who said, you know, I think therefore I am, mm -hmm. which is like this huge, you know, meta metaphysics philosophy concept that you can really unpack. And then mm -hmm. he said, that's evolved to, uh, I connect, therefore I am. So you feel like if you're not part of this, right? These pages, you're not interacting online. That you're, you don't, you feel like you're not living your life, right? And then he said that's even evolved to, I'm liked, therefore I am, right? And which is like so, so convicting because Crazy. I'm thinking through my own heart. I'm like, okay, do I? At the end of this, in a few minutes, we're going to ask these, some of these questions that yeah. he asks at the end of his book, just to get you thinking about it. Mm -hmm. But as I'm answering those questions, I'm like, man, do I? Is the basically the main thing that he's positing in the first in the intro and in the first chapter is that your phone is is a mirror into your deepest desires, mm, mm -hmm. and what does that tell you about your reliance on Christ mm. and your kingdom citizenship? Like, are you is your delight the Lord, or are you delighting in everything else? Because right. I find that I delight in so many other things. Right. Right. <laughs> Whether and for me, it's. Uh, all about like work stuff. And it's right. like, where does that delight root itself in? Right. I like work because it gives me a sense of significance. It gives me a sense of accomplishment that I have to have. It gives me a sense like I'm, it lets me provide, but there's a certain amount of pride and bravado that goes along with right. like making money right. for my family. And so there's so many like nooks and crannies to this yeah. conversation and it's almost uh, overwhelming right, to right. try and tackle them. Yeah. And I think that you know, again, we're just wanting to start this conversation, you know, because we, I mean, a lot of our vocabulary, you've heard us talk about, um, you know, not living distractedly. Um, and he goes on to talk about, you know, how we, even phones have changed how we grieve. Like we grieve yes. faster um, because of just being able to, I, I, I'm chalking it up to the fact that you can look at, through Facebook and see, you know, <laughs> yeah. some horrible event in the world. And then you can look and see somebody purchased a brand new expensive car or something. And you know, just the dichotomy of yeah. that and the, it's scary how well, I you loved, can, I mean, you use the example of preemptive love coalition. They're, they're working with the Syrian refugees. Right. It's a Christian organization right. where we're somewhat closely not tied to them, but we have relationships that mm -hmm. are common with them. Mm -hmm. And so we follow the preemptive yeah. love coalition. They do amazing work. You'll see like these the kids that are getting really food well. and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And they're, and, and then the next part of your feed is a friend that just bought a really nice horse. <laughs> yeah. Not that, Maybe that, not, not a friend, just people that I, yeah, or I know. Cause you follow. I like horses. I like, I, yeah. I just, there's some, and so there's, 
extreme poverty and right. extreme wealth. Right, right. So how back. do we, how do we, and it, it pulls you right out yes. of that. Like I, I'm how do you convicted. process that? I can't think of the words, but how do you process yes. that as a person? And it's like, it, you, it doesn't even give you time to process. So are you even really processing? What does that like whole journey look like? You know, and we, you know, you and I, and how many people have written into us about, you know, getting, coming back to marriage, but have written into us about how they feel like their spouse is unengaged. They are mm-hmm. always on their phone. They have a pornography addiction, which we'll get into, or they're playing video games. Like it's constantly this escape and distractedness right. that we are wanting to go to. And our hearts want that yeah. because we are broken and we are sinners and we do need Jesus's blood to cover us. We but so many need... times the phone is also, uh, it's also symptomatic, right? right? And that, right it's they're not dealing with things right and it's the symptom is that they're running to their phones because it's an escape it's a distraction it's right. filling the void it's noisy it's, enough it's giving that so you stamp don't have to of hear approval your own voice. yeah for like doing whatever you want and it's, it's fine you don't have yep. to deal with stuff it, well, yeah and it's noisy enough that yeah. you can get pings dings vibrations and all the all the above yeah. yeah and you don't have to actually hear the holy spirit right convicting you right uh one of the things that i that that really struck me the, the other day, I was thinking through a really nuanced, complicated topic. I'm not going to get into mm-hmm. what it actually was, but I'm thinking if we talk about this topic on our podcast, people will feel a sense of shame. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say what the topic was. We might bring it up in the future because there's there's a misinformation around this topic and, and I think we could bring some light to it. And then I thought, well, we, we want to make sure and preface it with that there's no condemnation in Christ. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no condemnation in Christ, but right. like it's okay to to mourn your own sin. Yeah. It's okay to mourn a mistake. And, you know, Christ also says, yeah. like, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Right. 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 Like, so it's okay. And so, so many times technology and in particular social media on our phones, right. it keeps us from actually going through those emotional steps right. of actually grieving a loss or mourning our own sin and seeing it for what it is and, right. and, 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 and celebrating it, things. And, yeah. And in turn, not, experiencing that comfort from Christ yes, and not experiencing the fullness of him yeah, and how he walks us through those hard times. Right. Um, so let's get, let's get really practical for a yeah. moment. We've kind of, I think, I think we've kind of set a stage for how phones could be a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but how does that actually translate into your marriage? You mentioned talking about, you know, pornography addiction, right. technology addiction is a mm-hmm. thing. I actually was in a board. I serve, serve on the board for my buddy's nonprofit. It's called Flint and Iron. Mm-hmm. And they specialize in, in technology conversations mm-hmm. for around teenagers and parents. Right. So how, how do parents deal with their kids that are addicted to technology, right. right? And so he'll go and speak at schools and churches and do seminars. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but we got into that and, and it was an all day board meeting last this week. And, and one of the things he said was that 92% of kids are, are going online every day, which mm-hmm. is like not a big surprise. But here's the big surprise is there that 92%, the average kid is spending more than eight hours a day online. Oh, wow. Eight, eight, and it might even be more. I don't have it in front of me, but yeah. it might even be closer to 10. Yeah. A day. Yeah. And that's kids. Think of adults, how many times you check your right. phone. And, and we talked to, I heard that on the podcast. We can add an average. People are checking their phones, I think over a hundred times a day. Well, so every 4.3 minutes right. or something. Right. And, which is astounding. And I'm now every time I check it, I'm like, has it been four and a half minutes? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it takes, and we've talked about this too, how it takes you out of your time zone. It takes, you're unaware of like yeah. time. And so again, those timestamps are important. I feel like God's given those for so many reasons to, you know, calculate your time. And, you know, Psalms ninety twelve is one of our favorite verses is teach yeah. us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom and living in 
your mm-hmm. phone does not help you number your days. I don't feel like, no, you know, it, it gives you, yeah, it pulls you out of, so we talked about one philosopher who said like, who was making observations from a hundred mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. So that basically like you distract yourself from, um, what you actually want and you, you, you are now wanting what someone else has because yeah. it was just presented to you, but you would have never gone there. Hello, coveting. Hello, <laughs> advertising. Yes. <laughs> Hello, marketing. Yes. Interruption marketing. Yes. It's because they're just trying to, to, cause it's all about stealing your attention. Right. Right. And, and, and so we have to be very careful. Attention is the currency of a, of the yeah. digital age and we need to be very careful with how we spend it. Right. 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 It's, it's it's well, a finite resource, and we we act like it's not. Right. We act like we can just put our attention everywhere that we want. We can just follow every whim and fancy, and just follow it down every rabbit hole, mm-hmm. and it won't bear consequences. And I fear that it is bearing massive consequences that we won't feel mm-hmm. until it's too late. Yeah. Until we've spent the best years of our lives, yep. on staring our into a screen. Yeah. Sleeping poorly because right. of it. Right. And worshiping poorly because of I it. agree. I yeah. agree. And one thing that we've kind of taken a step to do, this was before we read this book, um, but we have the basket. So the basket is in kind of a corner of our kitchen where we kind of, I didn't know, we didn't know what to put there. So I have this basket and it's basically where it's our charging station kind of thing, but it's also a place where our phones go, um, all the electronics, baby monitors, iPad, like you name it, Bluetooth, like speaker, whatever, mm-hmm. all of that goes in there. And I don't like our four and a half year old and two year old don't notice it, but I don't want them to always be thinking or seeing my phone and bringing it to me or thinking that I need to be on it. Right. So during the daytime, I try to put my phone in there. It's charging. It's a way if they walk by, they see eventually, mm-hmm. I hope when they're older, they'll see, okay, this she's not on her phone. Like, right. It's just not a part of what we do. We are human beings. We live in a close vicinity. Mm -hmm. We are learning to, to behave and understand each other and work together and communicate through problems and learn how to reconcile. And all of this, you know, in light of the gospel, all of this, uh, as a byproduct of deeply understanding like God, his love, what Jesus did, who Jesus was. Um, and so again, that tangible, having just a place for things, was really helpful to me mm. to just say, okay, this is a way it's here. I'm, and we even moved it. So it's not even in the, it's not in the normal flow of our right. kitchen. It's, again, it's, it's in the corner. The yeah. It's in like an, a darker corner of just kind of yeah, our you, life. You have to go get it. Yes. It's not just like you're walking by and you snag yes. it off the counter. Yes. You have to go and actually pick it up. Right. So, so I think, I think, yeah, I feel like there's going to be a lot of questions and I hope people write in. I hope you guys text in and tell us and ask us things or say how it's, how the phones have hurt your marriage or how phones have helped your marriage even, you so know, let's get personal yeah, and, 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 uh, really, okay. uh, I guess more, more practical. Cause I keep going back to the kind of the, the big idea yeah. here, um, which is a lot, but, uh, how is it, how's it affected us? Right. So I've, mm-hmm. I mean, I've got, I don't have a lot of games on my phone, but right now I have a game that I really like. <laughs> and like you were talking to me last night and I was playing it. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. Cause it was like, Thank I was totally distracted that. and I, I realized well, it. And then I was like, ah, she doesn't care that much. <laughs> well, and as a wife, it and you just didn't gets, say anything because you were wife, being patient. No. Well, yeah. But as a wife too, it gets tiring trying to like, mm-hmm. can you not be distracted? Can you listen? I'm listening. Okay. Your turn. You get to confess. something. Now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, you know what I mean? I'm not yes. trying to make you feel bad, but as a wife, I just, and so I just, I'm glad you view it as patience. I'm just like indifferent and just like, uh, you know, You've whatever. Lost, you, you, <laughs> lost my fierceness lost patience, in this area. <laughs> I mean, so I admit that like God is 
so, helping me to fight for the right things yeah. at the right times. And with the girls, like we'll be hanging out and yeah. I'm just like checking an email. Right. Granted, some of that stuff you have to do. Right. It's part it's of part life. part of being but bloggers. And... Why do I have to do it on my phone? Why can't I just save my email from my desk when I'm at sure. my desk? Sure. Some of the stuff's urgent. Yeah. And it's like, I almost well, don't want them to see the phone in our hands. It just feels seasons, wrong. Right. There's seasons of urgency for sure. And you know, I, I agree. And we try to really make the rule, practically speaking, again, that like, we're not all watching different screens. Like if we're going to watch a show, we're going to watch it together and we put our phones away and we have not been great about that. Like we are right. working on that. Um, but you know, two kids fight over a show and I'm like, can I share a pet peeve of mine? Okay. <laughs> It's about me. <laughs> you, ahead, well, you're ahead. not fessing up right now. So I'm going to throw okay. you under the bus. <laughs> I'm just, just a loving husband talk right now. <laughs> I was I'm trying saying... to think. I was talking to people about this, and I cannot think of Okay, when how... you're driving, and I feel like you're on your phone texting and checking Instagram, and then I'm like, I feel like a chauffeur. <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> yeah, just chauffeuring you around. Well, that's just funny, because I'm like, okay, the kids are strapped in. They are okay for a little while. I need to, like, check right. a text, because I'm supposed to, like, coordinate something with someone. But then it's like, okay, well, maybe that just needs to wait. Sounds like you're justifying your behavior right now. I just told you that I <laughs> maybe it just needs to wait. Are you not listening? Are you being distracted? Oh, hold on. Let me put my phone down. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, those are just two examples. So I think, and even in on a, on a larger, mm-hmm. so this is, a, a I think, a larger, deeper problem that we've faced is that over the years, doing Fierce Marriage and doing all the emails and everything that goes along with that, and you just... Um, me being constantly beholden to it, right? So I'm constantly checking, especially early on when we were just trying to get things going. Uh, it was like so needed and desperately needed that affirmation that people wanted to hear mm-hmm. about marriage. Right. That people wanted to, they it cared about what we said. It wasn't enough that God had kind of orchestrated and called yes. us to it. It was, we got to make sure people, which it's I the, live in that zone. Like that's that, if I'm being transparent and admitting stuff, that is... Mm-hmm. I want to reach that nth person. I want that person to like want me and affirm me and like be okay with Mm -hmm. me and love me, you know? And it tends to, so yeah. And it's that whole, like I'm liked, therefore I am. I'm liked, therefore I'm validated. Therefore I can be an individual. I can be a person. Now God can love me. Subtly that's how it comes across. We can feel good about life because now I'm likable. Right. And I (laughs) love, and in our book and in our, our blog, I loved your what you wrote about gritty love and how it's just Jesus just loves us like right where we're at while Mm -hmm. we were still sinners. Christ Mm -hmm. died in the midst of our distraction, in the midst of our addictions, Mm -hmm. in the midst of our lack of communication with each other, lack of loving each other well and honoring our covenant. He still loves us more than we could ever fathom. He's still calling us and drawing us near to him. And sometimes that gets poked at, I feel like. And and well, and on that note, I, I would fully agree. And it, this type of distraction will pull us away from what God is Mm -hmm. calling us to do Mm -hmm. because we just are caught up watching everyone else's highlight reel. Mm -hmm. And we feel like our whole life needs to be a highlight reel Mm -hmm. and like so-and-so has this. So I'm going to start something that's like that so I can, because I like that. So I want, I want to be liked. So I'm going to do the thing that I like so that other people like me when really God has called us to a singular mission. Yeah. And that is to run our race and to what's, what's the verse? It's Acts 20, 24. To testify to the gospel of the grace of God mm-hmm. as loudly, as consistently as possible. And I feel like that has been so liberating for us to walk in. Oh, my it's word, It's not yes. burdensome. But you forget. You forget. And I wake up in the morning and I get, go down these rabbit trails and I see someone, an old 
pastor friend of ours. Yeah. They got like 10,000 likes on a photo. And I'm like, I don't have 10,000. <laughs> like, I don't even think you have 10,000 followers. Why don't people like me? <laughs> what am I doing wrong? Why do people hate me so much? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I know it's not rational, but it goes down. <laughs> but I go there sometimes. <laughs> if you ever come out in the morning and I'm weeping, that's probably why. <laughs> Because I've tried to worship something besides the true God. That's what happens. And my idol has crumbled. <laughs> and the idol's myself. <laughs> so, anyway, just transparency here, yep. folks. All right, so we're going to ask some challenging questions. Okay. Uh, these are, so again, obviously we are a fan of this book so far. Yes. We haven't finished it. We don't want to give all the book away. There's definitely a lot of meat yeah. in it. So I just want to, there's 10 questions at the end of the first chapter. And it's uh, asking, um, what are t- these are 10 diagnostic questions we can ask ourselves in the digital age. Um, so these will be the couple's challenge, right? And you again, there's ask 10. All 10 of them? No, no, no. I'm just going to ask. Okay. Maybe you pick one or two and I'll pick one or two. Okay. So the first one that really hit me, um, it's do, do, do my smartphone habits. Oh, I looked at that one straight away. Do my smartphone habits expose an underlying addiction to untimely amusements? So I talked about the game oh, thing. Not that one, but Ta- yeah. We talked about the game thing, but yeah. also like. Netflix, also mm-hmm. YouTube videos that are pointless, websites that are truly pointless in terms of the eternal value that mm-hmm. they add to your soul mm-hmm. and to your community. Um, so that's just a question that uh, truly is convicting for me, and I wonder how it strikes you as a listener. Right. Well, and can I share that he he did expand on this a little bit of how we were talking about driving and texting and how you shouldn't text your questions and while you're driving or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. been super convicting because he uses the story of the Good Samaritan and like the Jew walked past this broken person, right? This person that got beat up on the side of the road. The citizen of God's the Samaritan, kingdom. Yes. Right. A citizen of God's kingdom didn't see him walk or saw him and walked past him. Like Across intentionally. The and left. Right, yeah, yeah. right. And so when we are texting, essentially, we're not seeing mm-hmm. what is around us. We're not seeing, and not just to get into an accident, right. but we aren't seeing the needs of our neighbors. We're not seeing the needs of the people around us. And yeah, and they say, mm-hmm. yep. Go ahead. And it also, that's absolutely true. And they, it also is just um, foolishness because like the likelihood of an accident goes up 26 times mm-hmm. if you're texting. And he said, if you're texting an average message and uh, going 50, you know, 60 yeah. miles an hour, you drive the length of a football field without Gosh. even looking at the, at Gosh. the road. <laughs> so convicting. Okay. So what's your, what's your challenge question? Um, I think, oh gosh, there's so many good ones here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like this one. Do my smartphone habits provide an easy escape from sobered thinking about my death, the return was, of Christ and eternal realities? I was reading that, but honestly, being on my phone has made me think more <laughs> about those things because yeah. I've been following certain people and there's been tragedy and health yeah. crisis and just things happening in the world. And it leads me to think about my last days. It leads me to think yeah. about the return of Christ, heaven. What is that going to be like? And and then it kind of, it builds my hope because I can't, I don't know my last days. I don't know. God does, and I can. I have to rest and trust and have faith. So in your him. habits have have helped you. So they not have, every not every yeah. question is going to like no bad. It's going to yeah. It's not okay. So go ahead. Um, I think <laughs> does uh sorry they're worded differently than how I'm reading them. Um, in my head, <laughs> but do my smartphone habits distract me from genuine communion with God? And that is huge, and I'm very yeah. convicted about that because. I will watch a movie or I'll watch a show and I will be on social media. Have I cracked my Bible once that day? That week, maybe even. Yikes. I mean, yeah. I know. 
I know. And we are sharing about like our weaknesses. We're talking about marriage and things. Yeah. And I, we are being known here, you know, and I'm, you know, this about me, like, you yeah. can tell when I haven't been in my Bible. You can tell. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like we get, I feel like we've gotten better about being able to Hiding hide that, it. which I don't think is a good thing, obviously. <laughs> that's so, so that's, funny. that's the question. So I think we've covered like five. We should probably stop there because. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll let, we'll let you read more if you want. Yeah. Um, we'll post a link obviously in the show notes. You can also just go, you know, to a bookstore of your choice and search for it. 12 ways your phone is changing you. This is not a paid thing by any means. This no, is just a book that we started reading and it's been really helpful been, to us. Yeah. So, um, Tony, if for some reason you listen to this and you want to be on the podcast, we would love to do a follow up interview. <laughs> um, you can just e- email, email us. <laughs> Stop it. We're going to, we're going to go ask. Him. Okay. We'll go ask if he wants <laughs> to be on here. I'm sure the listeners would enjoy it. Yes. All right. So, uh, we have a few questions. We got to go through these quickly cause we're running out of time. Uh, but we do have two questions. So last week I had mentioned <laughs> that I was listening to in the voice in my ear, I was listening to a lot of metal. <laughs> And so someone asked, and I appreciate the question, uh, <laughs> someone wrote in and said, hey, what, what metal bands are you listening to? <laughs> so I can't give like blanket endorsements on these guys because metal is like a super murky, it's a super murky genre. There's all kinds of little nooks and crannies there and different types and everything. So I think uh, metal core is what I like actually. And it's like the more progressive metal, like the, okay. the really heavy stuff that's real staccato and all that. Uh, and one band that I know that they're, they're believers is I the breather and they are incredible. Do their lyrics reflect that they're believers? I don't know. Because you can't really understand them. But I them. know. No, you can't understand them. <laughs> uh, unless you speak metal, which I do not. <laughs> so I, I, that's not, I'm just going to give younger. you that one nice. recommendation. I think, now again, please don't throw this in my face. I think they're brothers in Christ. And I, but their music is just really cool. Nice. Um, I like it. So someone asked that that's, that's not too, too relevant to marriage. So the relevant to marriage one is, do you want to go with this one? <laughs> sure. It says, hello, I have a question for you two as a couple and one for Selena as a wife, what processes or steps did you take to rebuild your marriage and trust after the obstacle of porn? Selena, as a wife, how were you able to overcome your insecurities and doubt in yourself, your marriage and your husband? Thank you for your ministry as it has blessed us very much. Sorry. I didn't mean to read that last part. Um, I'm so to give you some background awesome. on this, yep. uh, what, what exactly did we struggle with? Uh, porn wasn't really an issue until after we got married mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just a kind of a perfect storm of kind of being exposed to it in a new way, kind of realizing that the, you know, what I had anticipated in terms of married life and sex and everything wasn't mm-hmm. like, it, it was great. Don't get me wrong, but it, <laughs> but it certainly it's, it's it, not what the movies show. Right. <laughs> and of course, like, you know there's all kinds of these expectations that are right, unhealthy that God right. was working out of my heart. And so, right. um, ended up dabbling in it for a season. Uh, because of that, we never got the internet, mm-hmm. um, until I don't even know until like, like our six years six, marriage. sixth yeah. year of marriage. Yeah. And, um, and the way that we kind of got through the other side of it was, um, you and I just had a really candid conversation and, did you come to me or did I ask you? I came to you. Okay. And I just said, I'm hey, sorry, we I don't to... remember that. I'm not trying to throw you under the bus or anything. I'm well, just trying to re- it's okay. remember it what happened. It was years ago. It was like 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, and so we, uh, I just basically said, I need to talk to you. I got something I want to share with you. I need your right. help with. And um, this I is remember. just a yep. constant struggle. Yep. And here's how I've fallen. Right. Here's how I've stumbled. Right. Um, will you forgive me? And will you help me? Yeah. And here's how you can help me. Right. Um, and, and Let's not we, have internet in the house. Well, no, we did have internet at that time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were in college. Cause we, we had, we, knew, we had, so we had kind of like brushed up against the topic yeah. in the first six years of our marriage. Never really addressed it. Mm-hmm. Never really like, 
I am a sinner. Forgive me. And never that directness of it. It was just kind of like, oh, yeah, it's it's a struggle. Like, it's been hard, but I'm doing all right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and uh, but this was the moment where I was just like, hey, you are my accountability partner. Partner, ask me these questions mm-hmm. as often as you feel led. And I, I'll promise you this. I can't promise that I'll be perfect, but I promise I'll never lie mm-hmm. to you when you ask me these questions. Right. And I think at this point we did have smartphones or we were on the verge of getting them. Mm-hmm. And you, I remember you were saying, you said like you can always, you always will have access to it. If I, we do mm-hmm. the phone drop test, like if I drop my phone in front of you today and you wanted to, you could go look at anything and everything. You have full access Again, you know, the full, the whole, this is where the full transparency lights on windows open, doors open kind of um, perspective has has come from. Um, And as a wife responding to that, um, it took some time afterwards for me to come to the table of, okay, like I'm ready to help you because I think I was, you're kind of processing the conversation and then kind of the hurt and the pain and the insecurity start setting in. And yes, you begin to kind of doubt yourself and you're, you know, I was kind of new to this whole sex thing. And I mean, even, and so I didn't, I'm like, maybe what's wrong with me? You know, you just start asking all these questions and, um, I feel like you were so good to reassure me that it wasn't me and that it wasn't, it Mm. wasn't something that I had done or had not done. Yeah. Um, I tried to be really, uh, cause husbands, if you're listening to this, don't use this to manipulate your wife. Right be very clear. Like she is not the reason that you are going to pornography. Like right. you are going there. If this is something you're dealing with, because you, you, many other reasons. Right? right. And don't, you know, and, and so I just was trying to be very careful to say, right. like, this is not your fault. It's right. not because you didn't like have, want to have sex with me. Right. Right. It's not because you didn't satisfy my desires. Right. It's because I, I'm a sinner and I went elsewhere. Right. Um, and, and I wasn't, it, that was not an easy thing for me to even like, Except because I was, right. I was like, well, clearly I'm not good enough for you because you're going to these things. And we had a few of these types of conversations after kind of the bomb had dropped and we were trying to, I say, just let the dust settle. And I really just, I, 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 I was like, I, I'm doing something wrong. Like, what am I doing wrong? And, you know, you did ask for my help in certain ways. And again, it did take some time for me to come to the table and say, okay, God help me to like be a good accountability partner. And I feel like in that time where I was kind of struggling with all these feelings, that's where God was really ministering to my heart and growing my faith and making it clear that you, you're you his helper and you're his wife. And as as this role and as this person that you are and that you are to him, um, this is how you can help him, like extend grace to him know that and i i knew that me extending grace was not you being like sweet i'm off the hook like me extending grace to you was a burden lifted off of you and saying i'm not going to hold this against you um this hurts Mm. me a lot and i never like withheld kind of the pain but i didn't rub it all in your face for hours on end right it's just like right this hurts my heart this is how it kind of makes me feel um and i don't want to have to, I don't want us to come back to this table again, but I know we will, but right now this is where I feel like, you know, I'm at and, and you heard me and I said, yes, okay, how can I be, be your accountability partner? You know, tangibly speaking, we have questions that we ask that are pretty clear and we don't have to like rehash crime scenes. It's just, Hey, have you looked at anything lately? Yes. No. Okay. You did. 
did you bounce your eyes from it or did you linger? Did it lead to something? Um, and I think those are all people can grab a hold of like what <laughs> yeah. those meanings are. Yeah. And so we ask those questions and you are very transparent with me and, and it's, it's developed. Our conversation has developed pretty quickly around those things, but you're also like, you speak to me in a way that tells me what happened, but not again, not rehashing a crime scene. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's the a very key fine is owning line. like yeah. you, you will only grow through this if mm-hmm. you are honest about yeah. what it is and it's sin right. and honest about your participation and right. your implicity in it or complicity in it right. and uh um just don't do what adam did guys in, in in genesis 2 when he was like it was the woman that you gave me <laughs> right that caused me to eat to eat <laughs> right. the forbidden fruit right. right that's that was that's passivity right. and it is uh, it is not your role right. as a husband you are the spiritual leader of your house and the best way you can lead is is in repentance mm-hmm. and in asking and receiving forgiveness right. and then in turn letting the goodness of Christ's grace sanctify you mm-hmm. and 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 grow you know if you have a serious addiction so there's a lot of science behind mm-hmm. pornography addiction mm-hmm. and there's some great ministries out there that deal solely with this mm-hmm. uh but you need to get help if you mm-hmm. have an addiction so mm-hmm. this is an, i think I think this wife was asking how how do we move forward through this um as a wife i think you described it really well um i think as a couple you can ask and, and open these lines of communication mm-hmm. and promised honesty and promise and promise love right honesty should right. be met with forgiveness right. and love um otherwise honesty will right. it sears that Bolts. that communication yeah. Yeah. uh but as far as the husband moving forward like if you're you need to take a serious inventory and go get help yeah. So if yeah. in, if that's pastorally, counseling, uh, in counseling, or in some sort of more um, more intensive mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. there is no debate that sex. We live in a more sexualized culture than ever before in history. Mm-hmm. There's no debate on it, and internet porn is more prevalent and making that that uh, that uh, what the, the twisted view mm-hmm. of sex mm-hmm. more visible right. than ever before, more accessible right. than ever before, and people right. are getting addicted more at a younger age than ever before. And so if you're like a 20 something guy listening Mm -hmm. to this or girl, girls get addicted as well. Um, and you're listening to this and you're saying, I've, I've looked at porn since I was 10 years old or since I was 12 years old. First off, I'm not surprised. Second off, and more importantly, Christ can redeem even that and will. Right. And, and let your story be a testimony of his goodness and his grace. Absolutely. So just move forward uh, in that. Yeah. Hopefully that answers the question. You know, there is, there's so much to that that happens. And again, it's not just looking at something and leading to an act. It's also dehumanizing, um, the people in it or the Mm -hmm. people, you know, there's all of this child sex trafficking. There's all of these things that have come about because they radiate of, outward from that yes, industry. That, yeah. So, um, as a wife, you know, you can, you can own giving grace when you don't feel like it. Um, you mm-hmm. know, God, again, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so allow that to mm-hmm. lead you, allow that time to, for those words to really penetrate your heart and be able to take those steps of faith. Um, confidently with God and ask God to meet you there. God, give me a clear way on how I can love and help my husband through this Mm. and help us, not just him, but in helping him, you're helping us in our marriage covenant to be strengthened for his glory. So anyways, we're getting along on this. uh, Yeah. Well, we've covered a lot of ground here. So next week we're going to, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week, uh, but we'll probably table the conversation around technology for at least a week or two until we get a chance to kind of read through this book and digest it, come out the other end with some, uh, the other side, the other side. (laughs) 
<laughs> that was way too vivid of a the of other a word. side. You like the other side, remember? <laughs> Just eat it, digest it, come out the other end. We'll give you what comes out. <laughs> okay, wow. I apologize, dear listener. All right. So anyway, uh, we'll see you next week. Right. But I think if you're listening to this still, and first off, know that we really appreciate you. We hope this has been helpful to yeah. you. We hope it gets you thinking. Um, and if it has, then there are two ways you can you can participate in in the Fierce Marriage Podcast. The first way is to rate, review, and subscribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love uh, we're so encouraged by the ratings and the reviews, and obviously we'd love your subscription if we've earned it. Uh, next, uh, if you feel even more compelled to partner with us, to lock arms with us, to even go deeper in some mm-hmm. in, in some aspects of our relationship with you one on one, then you can do that by going to fiercemarriage.com/partner. Mm-hmm. Or you can just find Fierce Marriage on Patreon. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot mm. com. Um, and just search for us there. Uh, starts at two, two bucks a month and goes up depending on, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of what you feel um, led to participate, what level you feel led to participate at. Awesome. Um, if you have a question, uh, we'd love to hear it and we'll, we'll do our best to address it here on the podcast. Uh, you can go to fiercemarriage.com slash ask, or you can go to, you can text or call in to our exclusive question and answer line <laughs> uh it's 971-333-1120 that's 971-333-1120 and if you call it a little red bat phone will blink on my on my dress nice. I'm on my on my desk <laughs> <laughs> on my dress next week we're talking about <laughs> no nope. dresses for men no nope. uh, <laughs> <laughs> no stop <laughs> uh i hope i don't get emails because of that one i know Anyway, Let's wrap it up. You're going to get the wrap up finger. <laughs> you should have got it two minutes ago. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff to talk about. There is. Okay. So I'm going to pray for us or Selena, would you like to pray for sure. us? Sure. Okay. God, thank you so much for this time. Uh, thank you for, for Tony and his ability and capacity to write, um, and discuss these topics, uh, at such an appropriate time. Father, I pray that you would, uh, direct our hearts in terms of our screens and our phones, God, let them be tools uh, in the hands of of your children and help us to glorify you, to reflect you, um, and show lead us, Holy Spirit, in, in down that path of uh, how to live for you and be encouraged in our marriage um, and mm-hmm. live intentionally and without distraction, Father. Yeah. Um, in your precious name, amen. Amen. All right, guys. Sorry for the ums. The what's? I say um. Oh, well, how dare you? <laughs> this is our 43rd episode. How dare Woo-hoo! you use um I know, still? I know. That's like episode two and three right there. <laughs> um, um. All right. Well, I think that you go ahead. Uh, what? Say your thing. Where, where was this episode? That's not how you say it. <laughs> which, which thing is this episode in? That's it's in the, the can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up. Frederick. You're so not amused right now. Wrap it up. Anyway, we will see you in seven days with a new episode every Tuesday morning. So thank you for listening. To the Stay fierce. Sh- uh. <laughs> I was trying to beat you to it. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'll give you that. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.